Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Talking BS. Once again, this is Brandon. I'm joined with my brother, or by my brother Seth. Hey, how are you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. How are we doing today? Oh, it's uh, it's wet here in Knoxville. We have literally been flooded. There was areas that uh, of streets that looked like it was a running river. It was funny. We had videos posted on Facebook over the last couple of days of crazy guys riding rafts down the street and just all kinds of chaos. Uh, unfortunately, I do have a couple of friends who have just a mess in their basement and that's going to end up costing them a lot of money and I hate that for them. Uh, but luckily we are nice and dry in the house and uh, the rain has stopped and hopefully things will turn back to normal soon. How are you? Uh, it's good. It's been wet here too. Uh, I've actually had to start taking a different uh, route to work because my original or my regular route is flooded. So it's putting a few extra minutes on my job every day. But uh, if that's the worst case scenario, I guess I'll survive. But other than that, doing well, uh, looking forward to another good show and, uh, just appreciate all the positive comments from last week. Um, I just had, I was at the district tournament all week last week and just people came up to me, you know, night after night, just giving us uh, great feedback. So many nice things were said about it. And, uh, I just, I really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. Awesome. Like, again, if the only people that ever were to listen to it, or I guess if no one were ever to listen to our podcast, I would still enjoy doing it because I like talking to you and I like talking sports and all that good stuff. But Absolutely. it is kind of cool that, that we've had some good feedback last week. Maybe we've found a little bit of an audience. Uh, well, uh, I guess we can just jump right into it. Uh, and as far as national sports, there's nothing really worth talking about uh, as far as big-time stories that anything that's really doing uh, a whole lot of interest for me. Uh, but I was uh, I think you brought this up a couple weeks ago. Uh, our topic for the week, and it kind of goes along with, you know, uh, high school and college basketball tournament time. Uh, and there's even an old saying in sports, it's uh, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. And we focus a lot on the thrill of victory, but just like the saying goes, you can't really have one without the other. So uh, for this week, we were going to focus a little bit on the agony of defeat or uh, failures in sports. Uh, or big losses in sports. Um, okay, do you, what, what's what's some thoughts? I figured we can maybe start with big time professional failures uh, and heart heartbreaks. The word I want to use heartbreak in sports, uh, whether it be a, a team that we were really passionate about or an event we were really passionate about that we personally remember watching and just kind of going through that event with uh, people involved, and then we could maybe personalize it a little more as we go. Okay. Yeah, uh, I definitely, I, I think if you've been an athlete of any kind, uh, you've experienced that heartbreak. It's always that, do you love do you love winning or do you just hate losing, that type of thing. And I think as an athlete, you know, me and you both grew up playing all different kinds of sports, and we definitely went through our fair share of successes, but uh, we definitely had our heartbreaks as well. I think as, as far as, as myself as a fan – uh, and I was talking to one of my good friends about this last night about just kind of heartbreaks and sports, and he kind of gave me a few of his as a fan. And I had a really long list of heartbreaks as like a fan of professional or college teams. And the one that I kept going to that I'll start with today 
and you probably felt the same way uh, as, as a fan yourself, but I was about 12 years old when this was taking place, and it was like the first time that I remember watching a sporting event where I was just, I was just devastated. And it was the 2004 ALCS where the Yankees blew the 3-0 league to the Boston Red Sox and uh, just kind of that slow burn because we got up 3-0 and then it was just game after game after game after game that we lost. And, you know, obviously that was the year that the Red Sox, you know, ended the curse. But that was like the, the heart. I think the first like professional sporting event where I was watching at a young age of like 12 years old, where I was just devastated after it was over. I remember watching that all four games that, you know, well, I guess all seven games, but the four games the Yankees lost just being gradually more and more and more upset after every loss. And then of course, game seven, uh, Johnny gaming had the really big game. Uh, I think he had a couple of home runs and, it was just devastating to me as a 12 year old and as a big Yankees fan to, to lose to obviously the arch rival, you know, prevent us from going to the world series. And then they ended up winning the world series. It was just heartbreaking to me. Yeah. And kind of like you said, it, that I, I vividly remember that I was in college at the time, but I remember being, uh, I, I sometimes have a tendency to get a little bit too excited before the game's over or before the series is over. And I was pumped after the 3-0 lead, you know, the year before, you, you kind of forgot about the year before a little bit because the Yankees didn't end up fi- finishing the deal in 2003. They ended up losing the series to um, the Marlins. But right. they had just been, as an exciting of a series that year uh, with the Aaron Boone home run. Uh, but, you know, fresh off that, uh, you just kind of felt like it was one of those things where the Yankees were always going to find a way to win. And then that was the time – where the tables have slowly started to turn. And over the last, you know, 12, I guess almost close 15 years now, it's almost felt like uh, the Red Sox are the dominant uh, franchise and the Yankees are a little bit almost like the lovable losers. But, yeah, it, it, it was, it was, that was a difficult one because it was a slow burn. It was over the course of a full weekend, and towards the end it became inevitable that the Red Sox were going to find a way to win. But I tell you, the, the first time that I, specifically in professional sports, the first time that I ever uh, saw an event where I felt like the focus was more on the heartbreak rather than the victory uh, was back in 96 at the Masters. Uh, that was the year, like growing up, like I, I didn't play golf, but golf was just, growing up where we grew up, everybody else golfed, and it was just always something that was on conversation uh, but Greg Norman was by, he was the Tiger Woods before Tiger Woods, obviously not to the same scale, but he was one of those guys that just could never win the big one. And in that year going into the master's final round, he had this enormous insurmountable type lead, kind of like the three Oh lead that the Yankees had, uh, going into that final round. And this was going to be his year. It was going to be, uh, his, his turn to finally win the big event, the masters and kind of complete his career, so to speak. And then, he had one of those long days where it's just a slow grind where he just fell apart in front of the world to see, and you just had to see him have to endure that and go through it and then inevitably lose the tournament to a, a rival that he's been going up against. Um, well, the same, extended- the, the same thing, just kind of piggyback off that, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, another guy who is like the Tiger Woods after Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, 
does the exact same thing where he has this big lead going into the back nine on Sunday. I think he had like a four-shot lead maybe going into the back nine on Sunday after already have won it, winning it the year before. And then he had, he goes to, I think, the, the 12th hole where he just completely falls apart and yeah. just loses kind of the same thing. And it's just, it's, um, you know, I was kind of the same way as you were. I never played golf, but always, always enjoy watching it and always keep up with it. And, you know, I kind of Greg Norman was before my time a little bit, but obviously a big Jordan Spieth fan, really likable guy and just kind of falling apart there on the second nine. Yeah, golf's a hard one to see somebody kind of fail at because they're by themselves, and that's the event so long. And you're, it's just kind of that image of them slowly walking to the to you know through the course. You know, you're trying to keep that held head high, and it's just I could see where that would be an easy one to just be. It would be just such an emotional dream to try to go through that. One more as far as professional uh, that I was wanting to just bring up because it just seemed like a big event growing up. Uh, another sport that's really not that big now, uh, but was huge when I was growing up and has never been a personal favorite of mine. But NASCAR was such a big thing uh, growing up, specifically in the South. And everybody knew Dale Earnhardt. Like Dale Earnhardt was as big of, an, a, big of a superstar as Michael Jordan, King Griffey Jr., anybody else specifically in our area of the country. And I remember like the Daytona 500 growing up was an event. That was something not on the same level as the Super Bowl, but it was something that everybody watched. And I can remember being at a, I don't know if it was, I think it was just like a youth group event over uh, at a friend's house. Uh, I don't think it was actually a watch party, but we were all watching the Daytona 500, watching the excitement of the final couple of laps where Earnhardt, Earnhardt Jr., and Michael Waltrip, who was a local guy as well. So everybody was losing their minds in excitement that one of the three guys that everybody liked was going to win this race. And then Earnhardt crashes the car on that last lap. And then Waltrip wins the race. People are excited for like a split second. And then you could just kind of feel the air get sucked out of the room because they knew something else has happened. And then come to find out just shortly later, they announced that Dale Earnhardt died that's a completely different level of heartbreak is from the other stuff that we're talking about. Cause somebody lost their life and that's like a real life thing. It's not just a sports story anymore, but I can just remember just the quick turnaround of the, of the emotion just in the room. I can't imagine what the emotion was inside the stadium with something like that happening. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could, you can make the argument. Like I'm not the biggest NASCAR fan either. Just kind of the same thing you were talking about. Like it's really, it was really popular when we were growing up. And obviously Earnhardt was like the name, but you could probably make the argument that Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt has a bigger following in his sport than anybody else in any other sport. Like everybody loved Dale Earnhardt, I felt like. So yeah, obviously you have it on the biggest stage, you know, where he's just like this this legend. It's I mean, if it if it be the equivalent of like something happening devastating happening to tom brady at the super bowl or something happening to michael jordan at the game seven the nba finals where just obviously you know it was you know a travesty you know that you know that he lost his life but yeah i mean that's i mean that i i, I still remember that as a little kid i still remember where i was watching the race and then i remember going to church that night and you know i don't guess this is really what you want to talk about at church i mean but I remember that was all anybody talked about at church that night was Dell Earnhardt, you know, obviously passing away and what happened at the race and 
just like it was such a huge deal and such a sad day for even if you're not a NASCAR fan, just for sports fans, for a legend like that to to lose his life doing what he loves. And, yeah, so that, that's definitely, I think, the definition of heartbreak. Well, Seth, give me another one uh, But uh, as far as heartbreak, but focus this one on not an event that you personally participated in, but either an event that occurred – uh, while you were in high school or college to a team that you were actually kind of attached to, whether, you know, as one of your high school teams, like uh, one of your, your friends' teams that they were involved in, just something where you can actually, not on a personal level, you're not the one experiencing the heartbreak, but you're able to either be in the building when it occurred or be able to interact with the people that were involved in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I have a good one for this. I went to- three years at Muhlenberg North and then my senior year was at Muhlenberg County after the schools consolidated going away and the regional tournament my senior year I I would say we were the favorite I think uh, Muhlenberg North was really good that year uh, Owensboro was really good, and Grayson County were really good. I think those were the three favorites going into the tournament. But I think going into it, we we probably we were probably the the not the heavy favorite, but the favorite going into it. And the semifinals, we beat Owensboro Senior on like this last second shot, and it was a huge game. And you know, I remember rushing onto the court and giving Coach Sparks a high five. And, uh, like, he was walking off the court. He just kept saying, one more game, one more game or whatever. And it was – I mean, it was crazy. It was at Butler County High School. And it was just, like, this huge ordeal. And then – so, we, we, we think, you know, we got this in the bag. This is the last year of Muhlenberg North High School. You know, we're going to go out on top. You know, we just won this, you know, dramatic semifinal game. And then we get to the finals – and like I said, you know, it's a, it's a packed house. We think we have it, you know, you know, we think we have the better team, you know, uh, and we, we just think it's our time to, to, you know, finish this the right way. And we're playing Grayson County. And long story short, Grayson County came out. They had a few players that were really, really good. Uh, they had a point guard that was, you know, outstanding. I think he was, he was player of the year. Um, he may have been, player of the year's junior and senior year I know he was player of the year's senior year and they just came out and they outplayed us that day and we had beat them earlier in the season and um and we felt like we should have won that game but they just they just outplayed us that game uh, that that game and uh it was just really heartbreaking because that was the last high school basketball game in the school's history and I just remember leaving that gym and it was just such like a weird feeling like I was sad I was angry like, it was, like, almost one of those things, like, you didn't know how to act because, like, it, it was such a big deal because we thought we were going to go out on top and we ended up losing. And, um, you know, and just and to add to it, just a couple of days later, like, maybe just, like, a day or two later, we found out that, like, Coach Sparks wasn't going to get the head coaching job once the school's consolidated. So it was just, like, two or three days of just heartbreak over and over for like our small little town's basketball program. Um, Obviously we came off this huge game in the semifinals and then 
you know, the next couple of days, it just went downhill fast. Like, we lost the next day in the championship game when we thought we should have won. And then, like, a day or two later, Coach Sparks found out he didn't end up getting the job at Muhlenberg County High School the next year. So it was just like it, it was it was just a crazy few days for our community for that basketball program and it's something that that game uh the the night of the regional tournament is one that I'll never forget. So so that was kind of my my heartbreak as kind of like a fan of something that I was kind of emotionally attached to. What, what do you have? Um, well, I've got a couple different things. Who the, just I, I'm trying to remember who was this? Who was kind of the star on that team? That last Muhlenberg uh, North team, uh, like uh, Tommy Oates, Ty Dillingham, Jordan McElwain, Charles Martin, Jacob Clark, Joe Gabbard. Okay. Those, those were kind of the five or six starters there. Yeah, Joe was the guy. He was the guy that was your grade, right? Yeah, yeah. And he hit the big shot the in the semifinals game. He hit like this crazy three pointer from the corner that was like banked in. It's like this impossible yeah. shot. So yeah, the, yeah, he was uh, he was my age. Okay, and then the the kind of like the the full circle with that story, it kind of – it was interesting that it worked out the way that it did because after they consolidated, didn't – am I right? Didn't y'all win the region the next year? Yeah, yeah. My senior year, we won region. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, sometimes, like, I, the the heartbreak and, – and that's one of the things that I was going to focus on later is that well, – I guess I'll, I'll save it for later and I, I kind of dig into what uh, I was going to talk about. Uh, like, the, the – the time that – and this is kind of funny because we didn't plan this. The time that uh, I felt the most kind of like demoralized after a game that I watched and then had to like kind of interact with like friends afterwards, it was another – my senior year, I can't remember where the regional tournament was. I want to say it was in Brett County. Uh, but I'm the same age as Patrick was. So I, got to, I went through high school with uh, Patrick Sparks and uh, got, you know, we talked about that some last week, all the cool things that he accomplished and how great of a player that he was. But we had kind of a little mini dynasty there, right? not a mini dynasty. We had a pretty good dynasty going on in both boys and girls basketball at that time. And we had won the three previous regional tournaments, my freshman, freshman sophomore, and junior season. I had nothing to do with it because I, I didn't play basketball but just being able to experience that. Um, but going into our senior year, we had lost a ton of people over the last couple of years, like the outside of Patrick, the core of the team. Uh, but we had some good young players that stepped up. And, uh, you know, we had another really good team. I think going into the tournament, we had the overall best record, if not tied for the best record with Grayson County. We played Grayson County once in the regular season and lost a – really close game by just two or three points. But so going into the tournament, we felt really good about it. And from the best I can remember, we pretty much cruised up until the finals, and so did Grayson County. And I can remember just, again, just there, there wasn't any really dram dramatic moments, and I don't even remember it really being a close game towards the end. I know that uh, the first half was pretty close, and there was a specific moment at the end of the first half where the Grayson County star player is a kid that he was another point guard. I think he was a junior at the time, but he was a really good ball player. Wasn't on the same levels as uh, Patrick, but he hits this like half court half shot. Court shot. Yeah. I remember that shot or something like that that goes in. And it just kind of felt like a gut punch because we were already struggling to kind of stay caught up. And I don't think we ever really got our, uh, our feet back underneath us. Uh, just, 
first half. And uh, I think they got the that added momentum and just found a way to uh, to uh, pull it out and, and, and kind of end the dynasty like a year before. Like it, it seemed like it was supposed to win. It just almost it felt like it was destiny for us to win it all for those years because those were the four years of the best player in school's history. Like you just felt like it was supposed to happen that way. And you felt like Patrick was going to get, you know, that one more time to go to the state tournament and show off and that sort of stuff. But it just wasn't meant to be, Um, you know, like in all those situations, whether it be, we were talking about the Yankees talking about Jordan Spieth talking about, you know, high school basketball. One of the things that, you know, in all, in most of those situations, specifically, you know, in the situation I just talked about with our team, you know, the, the flip side of that could have been as, as heartbreaking as it was to, lose it that one year the fact that we won it the three years before you know you know that's that's that, that very fortunate situation so it could have been a lot worse uh but it was just one where I felt like kind of like you said felt like going into the game they were going to find a way to win just because you know most of the time if you're going into a game if you have the best player a lot of times you're going to find a way to win and then kind of like what I, don't, I think you touched on a little bit it's different than watching a game and then just going back to work the next day and don't have to like Think about the game. You don't have to listen to sports radio if you don't want to. I just remember going back to school, talking to some of those guys on the team, and just you know experiencing you know the way that they felt afterwards. You know, just the kind of the the feeling of letting the, your classmates down and things like that. That's hard for 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kids to have to deal with, just because we put so much pressure and emphasis on high school sports, and you, you, they get all the accolades that they do. But you know, that's a hard age to really be able to stomach uh, dealing with some heartbreak, which leads us into like the third part of this kind of conversation that I wanted to have with you today. Think back to your personal athletic career. And, you know, I'm using career as a very loose definition because neither one of us have made a career out of sports, but we've played a lot of different games, experienced a lot of different events. Give me a moment where you just, the closest you could have felt to feeling heartbroken at the end of a sporting event Tell me what kind of what your mind was going through and and just how how it affected you or if it affected you moving forward and just comment a little bit on that. Yeah, I think um, I, I, like you said, like you said, I'm, I'm never going to be a pro- professional athlete or anything like that. But I think I've definitely felt heartbreak before in a sport. And to be honest with you, this sounds kind of lame, but I still think about this this moment at times, you know, I'm, I'm 26 years old now. And this moment, you know, was almost 10 years ago at this point, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago. But the moment I, that I'm thinking about and going to talk about was my senior year uh, in baseball. You know, I was a baseball player, you know, that was kind of my sport that, you know, I loved the most and I was passionate about, you know, I, I was a pretty good ball player, but my senior year, you know, we had a pretty good team. And we make it to the regional championship game, and we're playing Davis County. And we had already beat Davis County once, and then we played them again, and we should have beat them the second time. Uh, I think I think we ended up getting beat by like two or three runs, but we kind of gave the game away there late. And we, you know, so we felt really good about it. Um, but at the same time, they we we felt like the, there was only one pitcher in the whole tournament that could beat us. Uh, we, we had a really powerful lineup for a high school team, and we were really hot at this point. You know, I think we, we rolled through the district tournament. We rolled through the first two games of region. 
Um, I think we in, – in those four games combined, I think we scored something like 60 runs or something. We just put up a ton of runs and, you know, our backs were hot. And we just came off a big semifinal game against Brett County where we, 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 we beat them, you know, I think eight, eight, maybe seven, eight runs or something like that. And um, I just remember going to the ballpark that night, you know, playing for the regional championship where – uh, Muhlenberg County hasn't had that many regional championships at the, at that time. You know, I, I don't think Muhlenberg North ever won one. Muhlenberg South never won one. So it, it's going back to the days of the seven high schools. If they ever, won, I'm not I'm not sure if they've ever won one. So Greenville I mean, High School won. Do what? I know I know at least Greenville High School won at one time because they were state runner ups one year. But okay. I, I don't know the history well enough to tell you how many times. But I know we at least had a state runner up at Greenville one time. So, I mean, it's just, it was just a very rare thing for a team to make it that far. And we felt like we had a good chance of winning it. And then we just kind of went out there. And I, I don't know if we were intimidated by this picture. He was a good pitcher. You know, he went on to play D1 baseball. And, but uh, we just went out. We just kind of laid an egg. We, uh, were, you know, are as hot as our bats were throughout the tournament. Uh, we, we didn't hit the ball well. We got behind real early. We got, I think, after the first inning, we were down four to nothing. I think that they were, we were the home team, so they bagged first, and we got, we got down four to nothing. And uh, so, you know, we still felt okay at that point. We felt like we could score four runs. And I came up in the bottom of the first inning with the runner on first. And the night before, I hit a, I hit a home run and I hit pretty well at the center field. And then the regional championship game. Uh, obviously down four nothing from first. I hit another ball to center field, which I thought was going out, and uh, just got. I think it got caught like right at the wall, right on the warning track, and I think like our the wind just kind of got out of our sails at that point. Um, so I, I still, like I said, I still think about that. Like I had problems like that night taking off my baseball uniform because I knew that was the last time I was ever gonna get to play baseball. You know, I had some small like small college baseball offers to go play, but that whole season I was kind of hurt and really frustrated and uh, just didn't have the season I wanted to because I was kind of injured a little bit. And just just knowing that was the last time I was ever going to get to play baseball and, you know, pick up a ball and, you know, re- you know have a have a meaningful game out there. It was just – it was just – it really took a toll on me. And, like, I remember that night, like, I couldn't go to sleep. And, like, I, I went – it was like – it was like 10, 11 o'clock that night. I went for like a run randomly. Like, I, I don't even know if anybody ever knew about that, but like, I couldn't fall asleep. And mom and dad were already asleep. And like, I, I was just kind of, I, I don't know if I was upset at that point or whatever, but I, I just went for like a run and just like a couple of mile run, just kind of in my head. And uh, I, I think that's the moment that definitely stands out, stands out to me. Um, so, uh, and, um, it's one of those nights that, you know, I'll always enjoy the memories of playing high school baseball and, you know, had a lot of fun with it. But I just hate, I just hate to go out that way. Yeah, and if I remember correct, because I, I was I was around a lot that year because I was in school in Madisonville. Uh, like, wasn't uh, – didn't the weather play a part in that tournament? Like, wasn't like y'all, y'all, y'all were supposed to play the game a day earlier – yeah, and well, our, our first round game, we were playing Butler County. And, uh, like, I think Davis County, they had already pitched their ace who pitched against us in the championship game in the first round game. So, the way it was lined up, 
they tried to get the tournament where you each team could only throw their ace one time. And uh, yeah. we were in the first round game, and we played the last game of the first round that night. It was like an all day. The games were all day. And it started ringing, and there was uh, we were supposed to play Butler County, and no disrespect to them. I think we ended up beating them by like 25 runs or something, you know. And uh, so it was really frustrating that um, – that, 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 you know, so it got postponed one day, which in turn allowed uh, Davis County's ace to pitch uh, the championship game yeah, as well. So uh, that was kind of frustrating as well, yeah. Yeah, that extra day has rest. I mean, sometimes things are just meant to be. Yeah. And for those boys on the Davis County team, they got to enjoy that. And what I mean, do you think it changed – like? Did you did you did you learn anything from that? Like I, Conor McGregor had had a cool say, statement one time saying that he's never lost a fight. He just had opportunities to learn. Did you learn? Did you take anything from that loss, even though it was as heartbreaking as it was? Yeah, I think I think so because like obviously like school was already over, so I'd already like graduated high school, and I think it was just a, a way to show me how to handle adversity, like in the real world. Like I know it's just a game, but. You know, I always tell my wife a lot of times, you know, um, you know, people always say sports, you know, it's just a game. It's not that big of a deal. But, you know, you know, to me and to people who love it, you know, a lot of times it's more than a game. You know, it's not just a game. It, it means something to you. And, you know, sports meant something to me. And I just think it, 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 it taught me how to handle adversity, like first thing out of high school. And, you know, so I, I do think I learned from it. I think I grew from it. Um, I think I – I learned not to take things for granted because, you know, high school baseball was over like that and uh, just something I really enjoyed. So, so yeah, I, I do I do think that's a good good way of looking at it is, you know, I lost the game, but maybe, you know, you know I, I became a little bit better person or maybe a little stronger person because of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to kind of answer my own question, like I, I don't think anybody that knows me well at all is going to be able to, to, to call out what I'm going to say was my biggest heartbreak uh, personally in sports. Like I loved all sports growing up. Like I desperately, desperately wanted to be an athlete. Like I just, for a five foot, nothing unathletic guy, I just, I was, God did not give me the body that I needed to, to do what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be a point guard in the NBA or, or center fielder for the Yankees. Like that's what I was I in my head. I thought I was destined to do. And I, you know, I had learned those realities early on in life, actually, that that's not what it was going to be. For. You know, it didn't take me until middle school before I realized that I'm a really terrible basketball player and I'm not that good at baseball. And I had to make difficult decisions early in life to give those things up, but I didn't, I never lost that desire to want to be good at something and specifically in sports. And I found, uh, the track and cross country. That's what I did. Like throughout high school and college, I was I ran track and cross country, and uh, it was a real blessing to me to have found that because it gave me that outlet to be good at something. And again, I wasn't great. I wasn't world class or all American or anything like that. But I was for Western Kentucky. I was pretty good at it. Um, and I remember once I started that my freshman year of high school at the state meet. We ran the state meet, and I had a great race for a freshman in high school. And I remember finishing first amongst freshmen in the state meet. And from that moment on, all I thought about for the next three and a half years, or I guess three years, going into my uh, – thinking about my senior year was, 
I want to be the best in the state my senior year. I want to win state my senior year. Um, and that's all I thought about. Uh, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Obviously, I thought about other things, but it was always in the back of my mind. You know, I had a, a poster on the back of my headboard uh, just saying stuff like, you will win state. And, you know, and I, I thought about it every day. If I went out for a run, rather than run three miles, I'd run three miles in a tenth because I thought that the other guys in the state, just in case they only ran three miles that day, I would have done a tenth more. If I was going to do 25 crunches, I always did 26 crunches because I thought maybe the other guys in the state were only going to do 25. Like I was obsessed with wanting to do that. And come my senior year, I was having a very good year and everything was right there for me. You know, I, I had the perfect opportunity to, to fulfill, you know, a dream that I had, something that I worked really, really hard, hard for. And not to mention because I was so obsessed with that and that's all that I did, like I, I, I created such an identity in that. Like that's who I was to a lot of people. I was the running man or, or the, or the cross country guy and things like that. So I, I felt this pressure I put on myself that, Hey, if I, I need to do this because this is who I am and this is, this is going to make me popular. This is going to make me successful because I can do this and this is a, a good achievement. Well, the time finally comes and the state meets there a great year. I, you know, I feel comfortable in saying I was probably the favorite going into the race. There was a couple other guys that had a good shot of winning the race, but if I felt like if everybody ran their best race, I was going to win. And, uh, lo and behold, you know, you know, when, when the good guys show that they're great, you know, when you, when you need to come in the clutch, I just laid an egg. Kind of like you said, I, I had a terrible race. I, I got, I, I feel comfortable in saying now almost 20 years later, I, I was in my head. Like I, the, the moment got so big to me that I just couldn't perform at the level that I needed to perform uh, to, to, to succeed. And so, you know, I, the race went on. I didn't run well, and another guy beat me, and he won. It wasn't something that I lost the race. He won the race, and he, he got to be the state champion that year, the thing that I wanted so desperately. Uh, and I just remember, you know, without making it bigger than it should be, without, without being overly dramatic, I felt like that really changed me. Like at the end of that race, you know, a little bit of my innocence was gone because I, up until that point, I'd never really lost anything or didn't get something my way that I really wanted. You know, we grew up in a great household. You know, we never really had to want for anything. We were, you know, we, we, we got, you know, the best of everything that, you know, just like everyone else, you know, that we grew up with, we, we, you know, we, we had a great childhood and had no complaints and was very happy. And this was the first time that if, if anything that I really wanted, and it was also the first time I really worked hard for something and just, it didn't happen. And, you know, the next, I mean, I felt like the next few days was just, just, a, a, it wasn't depressed because it wasn't that serious. I mean, it felt like a big deal to me, but I was just really sad. And because I, you know, I was something that I couldn't go back and, and, and try to fix and improve. There wasn't another year to go back where I couldn't come back and get them the next year. Um, but that's, that's by far, uh, far and away, uh, the biggest heartbreak I ever felt. And yeah, I had races after that, that I was successful at. I had races, uh, before that, that I had failures at and I had races after that I had failures at, you know, and I won a lot of big races that I'm very proud of, but I think by losing that race, it really kind of changed a lot of my perspective uh, it, I think the person I am today is in some small part, uh, because of that, because it, it, it 
made me learn that things weren't always going to work out. And sometimes even if you work really hard and do your part, you'll have to be ready for things to maybe not go the way that you want them to go. And you have to be able to adjust. And it also allowed me, you know, as the years gone by, you know, I still think about that sometimes when I'm on a workout or, or when I'm running another race, like, you know, and I feel good. I'm like, I think back to that sometimes, but it, it, I think if anything, it helped provide me some perspective because at, at that point in my life, and I know I'm getting a little long winded, but it's something that, you know, I want to get to the, the, the moral of the story here, you know, up until that point, you know, sports was, was such a priority to me. And I really thought that my whole life was going to be revolving around sports. My, my, in my head was going to be state champion, going to go to college, going to be successful in college, maybe run some professional in college. And then I was going to coach uh, track and cross country. That was going to be my life. And if that's what would have happened, I'm sure I would have been happy, but that was the first time that I ever had a chance to kind of step back and think, well, this is not going the way that I thought it was going to go. What else is there? And I, I don't think that I would be doing what I'm doing today if I didn't get a little bit of that heartbreak. And again, now that I'm saying some of this out loud, maybe I'm being a little bit more dramatic, but since we're just in the topic, when I was thinking about it, that's just kind of where my mind led. And I, I think it's good uh, to, to experience some, some, some heartbreak sometime. I, I think it's good to get that perspective. It also makes, if, if you're going to experience some victory or some, some, uh, uh, you know, some winning, I think it makes it that much sweeter, but, uh, that, that's, that's my side of it. Well, just, to just to add to that, I have a couple of things. I know we probably need to wrap up, you know, but, uh, and I don't want to get, you know, too, too depressing or whatever, but, you know, cause I, I do think, you know, you could, like you said, you can learn from this stuff, but I remember that race really, really well. I was eight years old when that happened. And going back to like experiencing heartbreak for the first time with something that wasn't you, that's my example. Like I, I grew up and I thought, you know, I, you were my older brother, you were my best friend. And I just thought you were larger than life when it came to, to the, to cross country. I just didn't think, I didn't think anybody was better than you. You know, as an eight year old, of course you think your brother's the best, but like I legitimately thought like you were invincible. And now I remember that race and I remember you get, I remember watching you get past. I remember you were leading and then you got past like around the mile marker. And then I remember like, I, and then you, like, I didn't see you for a while. Like you kind of went like, you know, a different part of the course. I didn't see you. I remember you finishing and you like got second. I was just like, I was so, I was upset. Like, I remember, like, I don't know if I cried or not, but I remember being like legitimately upset and, I remember like you went like on this really long run, like after the race, just to get away from everybody. And I remember the next day at church, like you were getting like, I, for whatever reason, I just remember like you just acting different, being different. Like you said, you, you know, you were a little upset, you know, for a couple of days. And so, you know, I, I remember that vividly. Yeah. I, I remember vividly as well, but yeah. And, and one more thing I want to add to kind of my, my base talking about baseball and then, and then uh, we can kind of, we can kind of close. But I, I, you know, I grew up, and all I ever wanted to do was, you know, play baseball. I loved it. I felt like I worked harder than most people my age. You know, if you asked our dad, you know, I probably could have worked a little harder, and I probably could have. He's, he's right. But I remember I, I, my senior year playing soccer. I, I, I tore up my knee a little bit, had to have surgery, and kind of put me behind the ball. 
And, you know, all I wanted to do was play college baseball. I wanted to play big-time college baseball. Like, I had a really good junior year. I think I led the region in batting average my, my junior year and just had a really good year to have a good year my senior year. And uh, I just remember just not having a, a good year. Like, not, well, I didn't have a terrible year, but, you know, compared to what I had done in the past, I just didn't have as good of a year as I wanted. And, you know, kind of like you talking about how you need to learn from those experiences and, you know, kind of grow from them and, you know, become a better person because of them. Um, I just remember thinking, like, you know, after that game, the regional championship game, and, you know, I didn't have those big offers that I thought I was going to have because I didn't have as good of a year. You know, I felt, I, you know, I, I kind of felt lost and kind of confused for, you know, a couple of months, even a couple of years, because I wasn't at like a, like a big time college, you know, where I was playing baseball and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, you know, I, I but at the same time, I think it made me grow a little bit. And uh, just, uh, you know, I, my life would definitely be different uh, without those experiences and out without and, and, and because I grew from that. So, uh, you know, just because heartbreak is tough at the time, you know, in sports, you know, I, I think I think just like in successes in sports, you can learn from heartbreak, like we've said before. So uh, I, I think uh, if nothing else, I think that's why our listeners need to take away, you know, with every heartbreaking sports or with every success in sports, you know, I think you need to, you know, try to get good from, from, uh, from either one. Man, everything happens for a reason. My wife says that all the time. Everything happens for a reason, but yeah, I just, again, I want to thank everybody uh, for, for sticking with us for this episode. I know it's kind of a more downer topic and we're going to flip it around next week. We got a really fun and exciting topic that we've been uh, working on the last couple of weeks. And we think you're really going to like it. We're going to go back home. We're going to go back home to Muhlenberg County and we're going to uh, go back and we're going to focus again on some uh, classic Muhlenberg County sports. And I think you guys will like it. But again, I really appreciate you guys listening uh, today and uh, keep listening if you're enjoying it. Uh, This is another episode of Talking BS. Thank you. Sounds good.